The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. My Hump name- Day! <laughs> My name is Hump Day, apparently. My name is Joe Miller. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, one of the hosts of this year's show. You can find me on Twitter, Joe Miller Wired. Sitting next to me is... Jay Smith the King. This time I figured it out. You wanted me to say it. <laughs> Normally, you, you're just like, I don't know. Should I say it? Should I jump in there? Or is he going to introduce me? I got it this time. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Jay Smith the King. Here with your man, The Voice, the smooth, buttery voice, Joe oh, Miller. Oh. What's going on, man? I'm doing good. So I've uh, been in Canada for the last couple of days, and uh, I'm home and excited okay. to sleep in my own bed and got to rewatch the game finally because I went to bed at, I don't even know what it was. Was it 2.30 in the morning on Sunday night, Monday, Sunday night, Monday morning, right? And then I uh, had to get up and head to Canada. And I was like, I'm just going to rewatch the game. Like, I'll put it on my phone while I'm driving because then I can hear it and, like, look down just if I want to on NFL+. Plus. As soon as you cross the Canadian border, NFL+, Plus does not work anymore. So I was like, son of a. <laughs> so I did not I get to rewatch. <laughs> What's that? I got to give you a link. <laughs> there's always there's always a link uh so i uh yeah so i uh w- got home today ate dinner with the fam watched the game back real quick uh and uh it was great but uh go ahead no elliot is working he's he's watching while he's at work at the dispensary i'm just trying to figure out why this is the first time here, elliot working at the dispensary <laughs> this is the issue me i'm a little disappointed in our friendship elliot <laughs> <laughs> need those free samples <laughs> i can't I, I i didn't know either otherwise i would have told you i don't know but anyways that's amazing but no things are good i'm excited to be here i'm excited to be here with you jerry o filled in uh magnificent magnificently for you last week uh i love that guy why don't you real quick if you want to and he talked about it last week but talk real quick just about what's coming to buffalo rumblings vidcast network it's starting tomorrow Tomorrow they will be going live. I believe they're starting at 8 
p.m maybe 9 p.m if uh one of the if one of the co-hosts are in the comments please correct me on the time but they're going to be going live it, brand new show on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network three man rush with my man the big jerry o it's going to be my man colt schroeder and sarah larson it's about to go down it's going to be one of these shows they're going to be talking about um college football mm. get some ub talk in going to get some syracuse talk in they're going to talk about the bills just a lot of good the stuff in his show and then uh, there's a lot of good content coming actually we're going to work on building up the vidcast side of things so uh in the next month or two look for a few shows to be added to to the vidcast network but the very very first one that we're adding is going to be the three-man rush and i can't wait for it it's going to it's going to be a lot of sarah says 9 p.m they'll be starting at 9 p.m eastern time so awesome. get ready for it go on live it's gonna be dope Excellent. Super, super excited about that. And yes, welcome to everybody that's in the comment section. You are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline to everybody in podcast form listening to us on uh, what would be Victory Thursday, Victory Friday. Everybody's got you. That's funny. Uh, we are Super Chat Live. Uh, so please like, subscribe, whatever platform you are listening or watching on. And then, yes, if you want to really grab our attention during this show, please do us a favor. Jump over to YouTube, Super Chat us. And if you have not yet joined us live, uh, ever please on some Wednesday evening uh, jump on with us and hang out with us and hang out with the comment sections but uh, let's uh, what do you say we get this thing kicked off and uh, we'll get this kicked off right here and I'm going to take a little bit of a twist or are you gonna say something no uh, Chris Janke and, and Brian Bowers were saying that they're next on the network I'm like Chris call me <laughs> you know Chris called me but yeah let's get to it man Brian's got bars too so he was he was a he was a staple for the uh the uh the time to shine program I had last year so mm -hmm. he he can uh he's got some he can bring some content bro so uh but uh so I just want to twist I don't want to get super deep into the actual acquisitions I want to I want to I want to tease you a little bit and I want to just wet the taste buds uh, Big Baller Bean making buzzer beater trades at the deadline yesterday and several roster moves. The question that I have for you is this. Had he done nothing, would you have been okay? I would have been fine. I think I um, was one of the few people that actually posted and said, like, if Brandon Bean did nothing, mm -hmm. I think I would have been satisfied because it's just I understand that in the moment, in the season, at the trade deadline, it's fun. You know, it's fun to talk about things and you want to feel like, uh, one of the teams that are relevant on that day because, you know, the, every team is making trades. Everybody and all the contenders are looking to make improvements to their rosters. But I'm going to just tell you, Brandon Bean did all of this stuff in the offseason. Mm -hmm. So, like, the reason why the Dolphins were looking to improve and, and they signed Chubb is because we signed Von Miller back in the offseason. The reason why, um, you know, I, we can go through all of the, the trades around the NFL, but the mm -hmm. reason why these teams in the AFC were looking to make these moves is because they're looking to catch up with the Buffalo Bills and with the and with the and, Kansas City Chiefs and the NFC, the Eagles, same thing. Absolutely, the Eagles are, are preparing to face either the Bills or the Chiefs, and they're out there going and getting talent. Yeah, yep. for sure, a hundred percent. So, yeah, I would have been perfectly fine if we wouldn't have made a move, but I will tell you, with the couple, the few transactions i mean we made a couple trades but then there were transactions as well with the transactions we made some were um very encouraging some were bittersweet and then others were you know i had a couple questions about but at this moment right now as of wednesday night 8 p.m eastern time i'm excited yeah i've got those transactions i'll actually read them to you just after i give kind of what my thoughts i'm in the same camp you are i think this team uh is incredibly good uh, mm -hmm. best team in football we I think we've got 
the best quarterback in football. And when you say that, you don't have to qualify it or have it contextually mean he does everything better than every other guy. No, it means when you put him as a, as a unit, who Josh Allen is as a complete player, his leadership, his ability to throw the ball, his ability to run the ball, his ability to work off script, out of structure, everything that you think about from his command in the huddle to his command in the locker room, I feel like we have the best quarterback in the NFL. That doesn't mean that there aren't guys out there that can throw the football better. My God, that throw that Aaron Rodgers threw 60 yards down the field, it was incomplete. What a beautiful pass. Like when I was in the stands, I looked at Kenna and I was like, I can't believe how beautiful he throws a football. And when I watched it earlier today, I'm totally rabbit trailing. I rewound it like four times just to watch him release it and chuck it and watch the ball go because he throws such a beautiful football it's ridiculous but anyways um for me yeah i'm in the same spot i'm in the same spot i don't i don't uh i i would not have been angry upset at all if they didn't make a move and yes it would have put us in a situation in a position of you know being a little bit vulnerable if something were to happen to devin singletary or james cook and you know you get a, bit, a little bit light in in the running back room yes duke williams is still on this on the practice squad and duke williams is an accomplished nfl player but there's just some spots safety is a growing concern so the moves that they made super happy about but i would not have been upset i would not what are, what are the common people saying just about that just uh being upset or not are they responding at all uh, well, Daryl says uh, nothing would have been fine for him. The Bills are to hunt it now. And yep. The hunters are the ones that needed to make the big moves, and I agree with that. Um, Ralph says big baller Bean just couldn't help himself, and I agree with that. I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, whether it was small moves to, to kind of fill in depth or if it was a big move that, depending on who people consider as big moves, mm -hmm. I just think Brandon Bean, is he's addicted to improvements. You know, mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that he can't sit back and um even if it's perfectly fine i feel like he's like yeah it's perfectly fine but i can find a way to make it even better and that's that's who brandon bean is yeah um the real chris janky says judging by bean's presser it sounded like he was going far hard for safety help said he looked at about 10 guys at the deadline so again you know you got you got different ways to look at this but it does seem like he he just wanted to make improvements and add depth just in case uh we saw any more injuries because now the safety yeah, position yeah. coming into the season it was one of the, the the positions that i was like man you you have no weakness back there you keep that solidified and now halfway through the season it's a weakness because of injuries so yeah, yeah. you know absolutely absolutely Chris, um chris Jenkins is accurate i meant duke johnson not duke williams so i misspoke yep, yep. a little too fast so to your point just about uh the actual move so so on the last day of uh of uh tr before the trade deadline uh brandon being the buffalo bills acquired naheem hines which we're going to talk a, a lot about from the colts for zach moss the sixth round pick they acquired safety dean marlowe former buffalo bill dean marlowe from the Falcons in exchange for 2023 seventh round pick. They activated Tredavious White from the PUP, which means, and all signs are pointing that he's going to play this weekend. Uh, we'll, we can talk about that later. I've got a, a comment in there for that. Uh, they reinstated Xavier Rhodes to the practice squad. Or So I don't know what his fit is. We can go through these one by one in a second. They released defensive tackle Brandon Bryant, as well as Isaiah Hodgins, who has been picked up at this point by the New York Giants. And they also released cornerback Jordan Miller from the practice squad. So they were a very, very busy front office uh, yesterday on Tuesday, being that the show is being recorded on Wednesday. But that being said, why don't we start right at the top? And that is with the, the Bills' newly acquired running back, Naheem Hines, uh, who we got from the Colts. And I am... I think I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I was I was screaming in the microphone. Somebody bring me Naheem Hines. Like this is the, even my McKenna was like, you called it, Dad. I was like, I didn't really call it. 
<laughs> but I've been wanting this kid for a while. What are your first thoughts? You're muted. You're muted. My bad. I was coughing. Rookie move right there. But um, <laughs> I think my first thought, obviously, was uh, I had questions. And obviously, I got yelled at by a good portion of Bills Mafia for questioning um, the the you know, I guess the genius and big baller bean that we have, but I think it's, I think it's fair. And I think it's healthy sometimes to ask questions. It doesn't mean that I don't trust him. It doesn't mean that he's not great and he hasn't turned his franchise around, but sometimes there are just questions. And, you know, I think Hines is a great player. I think he's super talented. I think it's unfortunate for him being in Indianapolis, sitting behind somebody like Jonathan Taylor, mm. because it's like, you know, for instance, it's like, um, now I don't think Case Keenum is, a comparable talent to it but sitting behind josh allen you just won't ever see the field you won't get reps you won't get any if you if you have improved as a quarterback it's not necessarily the best time to to put out you know tape because you're mm -hmm. sitting behind josh it just won't happen so when you're sitting behind somebody like jonathan taylor you can't see all of the skills and you can't see all the talent that somebody like heinz has mm -hmm. my question there were two reasons why i asked the question the first one is the there's still a fan side of me. So as much as we do these podcasts and as much as I, you know, whatever it is that you think I do uh, for Buffalo rumblings, <laughs> there is a side of me that's a fan. And when the Buffalo bills are linked with, um, well, hold on, Joe, I hear a little bit of fever. I hear myself. Do you have like a monitor on? No, I don't hear anything. I, I hear a monitor. You don't have a laptop or anything on? Nope. Okay. Well, we'll figure that out in a moment, but <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I just, either way, um, when you're linked with talents like Kareem Hunt, yeah, I don't hear it anymore once you muted yourself. You'll no say, you'll no say. But when you're linked with talent like Kareem Hunt or when you're linked with talent like Alvin Kamara, who obviously we were rebuffed or we didn't hear Brandon Bean said today that he didn't even hear anything back. But when those are the rumors that are out there as a fan, you're like, oh, my God, could you imagine uh, Alvin Kamara with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Dawson? Not, like, could you imagine that as your offense? That's that's the first question. It's like. Hines. You know, it's like, come on, man, we were linked to Alvin Kamara and now you're talking about Hines. So that, that was the reason for the first question. But then secondly, it was also if you just look at, at um, who he is as a player, the things that he's very good at, the things that his profile says that he's amazing at. I feel like that's all the things that we drafted Cook for. So it was just one of those things where it's like, look, I'm enjoying to see like this development that we get out of cook. Now cook has been performing very well. He's been um, now from the very first game of the season. We can't say that he has a couple drops. He had a fumble, but more games go along. He's getting more comfortable in the offense. He's making bigger plays this past Sunday. He made two big plays. I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to develop. So my, my initial concern was, Hey, are we taking snaps away from our rookie? I mm. want to see this guy take over the offense because he's fast. He's quick. He does some things that the other running backs don't do. It was nothing about Moss. I'm okay with Moss being gone. I love Moss, but I'm okay with him being gone. He, he didn't add value to the team to me. So that was my questioning for it. But I'm also very happy. I think everybody in this room and everybody who watches Code of Conduct and everybody who follows me on Twitter understands that I haven't been comfortable with the punt and kick return position since Andre Roberts left. It's true. So – I think I might be buying a jersey soon. I'll say it like that. <laughs> and it's going to have the number two zero on it, the two numbers <laughs> two and zero. Um, I so, and I totally get that as far as what you're saying. Um, you know, 
Brandon Bean's presser was interesting in as much as he said that, you know, there's guys that we were linked to, but we never made calls because the scouts, it's their job to make a call and find out if there's anything. And even though nobody calls back, we weren't really rebuffed. I never made an offer. It's just our, us doing our due diligence, which I think is interesting. Now, we can believe a measure of it or not believe or choose to not believe. I do believe because then he also threw out there, you know, unlike with uh, who was the oh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know, when you hear Christian McCaffrey's on the trade block, it, it behooves me to make a phone call to at least find out, like, well, what are we talking about? Um, and as much as I never made an offer on that, you know, we were still, you know, have the, the, the lines of communication were open, right? Uh, and then he ended up being too expensive. Uh, Naheem Hines, to me, uh, I don't feel like we have that player on the roster in James Cook because Naheem Hines has, and it was funny because I was one of the ones that kind of that didn't understand the phrase. And now that we've seen him play a little bit, and I don't want to say it's not correctable, but one of the things on James Cook's scouting report was he's not good with contact balance. And I remember when we, we drafted him and watching his highlight reels from college, being like, well, he, how can you say that? He's, A, rarely ever touched before he's running full speed. Like, he's never touched in the hole. And normally, if like he's running full speed when somebody like cuts his legs out. I don't think that that necessarily translates into being bad or having bad contact balance. Well, we've seen him now a little bit, and he does struggle in that area a little bit. Naheem Hines has in my opinion, really, really good contact balance, and he's just as fast. The question is, for me, is what does this mean for next year? So I like I like what it gives us this year. I'm a little confused, to your point, uh, and Brandon Bean addressed it a little bit in his press conference, or he didn't address it, he said it. With Moss here, he never got a, his shot because we wanted to get uh, Devin his touches. He had to be lathered up was the word that he used. And then we obviously don't want to take away the opportunities from James Cook. And then it's like, well, isn't Naheem Hines going to be in the same exact position as Zach Moss? So, like, I think there's some questions to your point that have to be answered there. I don't know what the answer is, uh, but I think this has potential, you know, uh, ramifications for next year. As we know, Devin Singletary, his contract is up up this year. I think this puts us in a situation where th that's your two-headed monster going into next year, Cook and Naheem Hines. So, yeah, super chat. I agree with you. Um, just to, before we read the super chat, I agree with you. I do think um, this spells either a hey Devin, if you're going to sign back with us, then that means you're going to be uh, it's going to be a lower contract. Right. You can come back, try to get a Super Bowl again next year, or you see, I said again. You hear what I did there? I did. I get it. a Super Bowl, get a Super <laughs> Bowl caught. again, or you know, good luck to you. We'll bring you back if it makes sense. Like Brendan Bean said, like we'll bring you back in the future if it makes sense. Yeah. And I think they look for somebody in the third or fourth round of the draft next year. Shout out to Jessica. She says, please remember with the super chat. She said, please remember, Heinz has been returning in a dome. Uh, I, I I get that point. I don't think it matters as much as it does to like a quarterback. Uh, when you're when you return a punts, I mean, yeah, you want a clean field and and all of that stuff, but I don't think it it'll matter when it comes to this. I think. It, it, what do you think about that? He addressed it today in his press conference. They asked they asked him specifically that question, and he said, "Well, I didn't have any trouble last year in the stadium." when the wind was blowing, whatever it was, 35 or 40 miles an hour, he goes, like, I, I, yeah, yeah. He's like, I caught punts that day. Um, and he said that they were, they, he said in Indianapolis, they practice outside all the time, like before they're going to have a weather game. So if they're going to be outdoors, if they're playing, you know, the giants or they're playing the bills or they're playing KC, they practice outside, which is smart. And he said it was two weeks ago, the wind was blowing 20, 25 miles an hour and he was out there catching punts and he didn't have any trouble. He was very confident in his own abilities. He was like, oh, that's not going to be a problem. Like, this is what I do. Like he knows, I like, he knows, yeah, he knows he's here to do that like that's I love it. one of the reasons i'm here or one of the reasons he's here so the, and maybe that's the answer maybe they're not looking for him to come in and displace devin singletary's touches or james cook's touches maybe they're looking for him to come in and be 
God, I hate to say it, another slot because it's not like they don't have enough slot receivers as it is, but kind of live uh, in that gadget. They've got five. <laughs> live good, in that ones? good Well, good ones is a different conversation, but but live in kind of that, that gadget space, right? So he can do a lot of different things. Um, I'm excited about the player. I'm excited about him being on the team. I'm excited about you potentially buying a jersey. That's really cool. Um, but uh, I just think he brings – as much as he's he's he to me he seems more if you took James Cook and Devin Singletary and put them together he's more similar to that than he is to just James Cook in my opinion and I I could be wrong it's pure speculation have I watched all of his games no have I watched a handful enough over the last three years to be like that kid's really fast and really good in changeup right off pace to Jonathan Taylor now obviously Jonathan Taylor isn't going in front of him he's not the changeup back so we'll see but I'm excited. Can I say something that you're not even asking me about, but we're talking about Hines and then you were talking about this, this slot position. And I, I, I know I'm going to get yelled at because homeboy scored a touchdown Sunday, but can I please say something? You can. I am so tired of, of Isaiah McKenzie in this offense and on special teams. And actually my man brought up a question. I got a question for you guys. Do you think we should give more snaps to Shakir over McKenzie? Like I love little dirty, but I'm getting enough or I'm not getting enough out of him. And I feel like the rookie would do wonders. I'll answer that as far as Shakir, but I also feel like, you know what? Let's put Hines in that slot position. You know, Brandon Bean specifically made point. He, he made a point today to say he has the skill set to be in the slot. And when I tell you, I get it. He, he, he scored a touchdown. Low Dirty scored a touchdown. Okay. He also freaking tried to reverse the field and almost lost 17 yards on a doggone play that he should have just went down. <laughs> What are, we, what are we doing, man? In the Kansas City game, he drops a touchdown in the end zone on fourth and two. He, I mean, like, yo, I can go back throughout the season. I can go back to last season. I sent you and Bruce a, a, a video from, from the Colts game that we were talking about mm -hmm. where he fumbled the ball with no well, – nobody tackled him but the dirt. The dog on turf tackled him. We were there together, weren't we? I'm tired. Not that game. I oh, wasn't, wasn't, that I wasn't game? there when – no, when Jonathan Taylor scored five oh, touchdowns right. on us. Right, I wasn't that's at right. that one. But, man, I'm so tired. Of it. And, I listen, I know we love him. He's the most interesting man in Buffalo. He can dance and he can sing in a choir. And he has a barbecue restaurant. And he's – listen, man, I want a Super Bowl. I want a Super Bowl. And I'm tired. Like, man, I'm – y'all talk about Sugar High Josh. When are we going to start saying Sugar High McKenzie or, 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 or something? <laughs> what is happening, man? What is happening? I'm so tired. He scored a touchdown. He gave us six points. Okay. I'm so tired of Isaiah McKenzie in this offense and on special. I'm so tired, Joseph. I hear you. I, uh, so I, uh, I, I have refrained from saying anything because the last time I said something, uh, I tweeted, I've seen enough of 80 in this offense. And then he broke his ankle, like literally like four plays later. And I was like, okay, I'm not saying anything about that kind of stuff anymore. Um, I don't know where I'm at. Uh, I, I I expect and anticipate when he gets the football, he's going to do good things. We've seen him do good things in the past, and maybe I'm the eternal optimist, which most people would probably tell you that I'm a negative person, but maybe I'm an, an eternal optimist when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think the Bills are making good moves, and I think that everything is po anything and everything is possible. We've seen this coach and this staff put him on the pine in the past. Um, I think that if there's players out there outplaying him, Shakir is becoming a very reliable receiver uh, and a route runner. Naheem Hines is clearly, you know, a uh, an accomplished or can at least play in the slot. We've seen Stephon Diggs in the slot a lot this year. Anything is possible, but at the end of the day, th this team is going to roll weapons at you. They're just going to keep rolling guys at you, and that's what they're that's what they've done, and that's what they're doing. I, you know, James Cook could probably play out of the slot.
right? He could. He could. And that would be a better option than Isaiah McKenzie. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. James has spoken. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I get it. I get it. You don't want to speak because last time Crowder broke his foot or ankle or whatever it was. So I'm wishing. No, I'm wishing. So I don't want to say, I'm not, I'm not wishing injury on nobody. I, right. I don't want any of our players or anybody on another team hurt. But damn it, God, uh, Joe, come on, man. <laughs> like, come on, man. And I know, like, I've been saying, okay, because this this is the honest to God truth. You know, I've been kind of critical of him for a while now when yeah. people have oh, been yeah. saying that he's going to be great. So then, like, the punt and kick return position, when he first won that back after Andre mm-hmm. Roberts left, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a nightmare. It's people true. are, we're going to miss Andre Roberts. And everybody's like, no, Little Dirty is going to be good. He wasn't good in Denver. Right. Then he wasn't good in Buffalo, which is why we went and got Andre Roberts. Then Andre Roberts left. We gave him the job back. He wasn't good then. Now we get, and you want to put, like, why, why, why? Yep. No, I I totally hear you. I don't have an answer. I don't, but I would tell you, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know that I have an answer for you that's going to necessarily quench the thirst that you have for this topic, but uh We'll see. I mean, it's it, there's an aspect. There's an aspect too. He has at times hurt this team more than he's helped it for sure. Right. And so the aspect include- of sometimes he has. <laughs> Just trying to be nice. When you so like when you when you when you when you go to like you know like you're you're like about to break up with somebody or you're about to quit a job and then you go to like a counselor and they're like, well, let's do the let's do this. Um, you know the exercise. Let's weigh the pros and the cons. Let's weigh the good and the bad. When you write a list of the good that Isaiah McKenzie brings to this team. I can think of, let's say, uh, let's see, locker room presence. He's a good teammate. People love him, right? He's good around the city. People love him in Buffalo, right? He has a good, okay. Now let's, let's add up a list of the things that are the cons. I'm not going to do it on the show because I don't want it to seem like I'm just sitting here like hating on a dude. But the thing is, I got to be honest about it, man. Like when guys, when guys consistently play well, I praise them. When guys play bad, I have to be honest. I can't just sit here and love on them because, you know, they're a Buffalo Bill. That's not how you get better. It's just not how you get better. And this dude, Isaiah McKenzie, he is one of the most fun people that we've had on the team since Stevie Johnson. Yeah. Like this dude is one of the most entertaining guys in the locker room. He's great. Sarah, shout out to Sarah. He's great at karaoke. Absolutely. (laughs) He's wonderful at karaoke, but so is Deion Dawkins. And I tell you what, he's playing well at left tackle. Yeah. You give me a good... Well, let's There's been so I, many plays. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, let's I'm, let's, I'm, let's lead into uh, something that's not a topic for the show. It has been all but almost confirmed man. on Twitter from several sources that it's it's a done deal that OBJ is coming to Buffalo end of November when his rehab is done. You know that OBJ is going to be a Buffalo Bill on an incentive, highly incentive laden contract, two year contract uh, to effectively put the Buffalo Bills over the top. So I think that answers some of the question that you have, right? So, <laughs> so I mean, it, it, that could be one of those things you've got to expect that if OBJ is in Buffalo, that, you know, it's Davis, Diggs, OBJ, right? Those are the three guys that are going, and you're probably flip-flopping the three of them in that slot position and making 
the world a complete and utter nightmare for any defensive backfield, uh, whether they're playing, you know, straight up or playing nickel or playing dime. Um, you know, the Bills have the ability, they've got the weapons that they have and that they have amassed are pretty incredible. It's hard, it's hard to believe what Brandon Bean is has put together in this roster. Does that mean that everybody's a superstar? No. Are there guys on this football team making mistakes? Yes. Are they hurting the team? Yes, at times. Um, and it's not just McKenzie. There's other players as well. And one of them got traded, right, for Naheem Hines. So uh, it, it, we're going to find out. We're going to find out in a couple short weeks, right? So we're going to find out in a couple short weeks. Let's move on to, excuse me, the second acquisition that the Buffalo Bills made, uh, which is that uh, they brought back former Buffalo Bill Dean Marlowe safety for safe, safety depth. Uh, they traded uh, for, to the Falcons for a seventh-round pick, which means we don't have a sixth and a seventh next year. Uh, somebody like Chris Janke, who's in the comments, please, I guess I could Google it. Uh, I'm interested in knowing what extra picks we had, and are we now devoid completely of a sixth and a seventh next year? So is the draft over for us right at round five, or do we have extra picks there? Um, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a shout-out first thoughts on that one. I like Dean Marlowe. I love Dean Marlowe, but first, before I do that, I have to say hi to Jamie. I normally catch her first comment and say, hi, sis. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. I love and miss you. I love Dean Marlowe. Getting getting Dean Marlowe back is a big deal for a couple of reasons. One, um, I know you recall, but it, mm -hmm. people in the comments, I'm not sure if everybody remembers, when he was here last, whenever he was called on to fill in for Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer, it wasn't often because those dudes didn't get injured. But when we when we had to call on him, there was no drop-off. Mm -hmm. zero drop off. You almost didn't even realize that somebody was out. That's how well he played in the system. And I know a lot of people think or thought that it's like, it's just a Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier system. You can plug and play anybody. What we're seeing is as much as I love Johnson and Hamlin, they are good and they're doing their job, but it yeah. is a drop off from yeah. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Oh, for sure. What this does, you're bringing a guy who's very familiar with the system. You're bringing a guy who's a vet who knows how to be a professional in this league and somebody who does their job when he was playing on his team it we had a really good defense i yeah. think i think um i think we were what second i think our defense was either second or fourth in the league the last year he was here yeah, i'm very very happy i think uh thankful for him he was able to go in and get some time as a starter in detroit he got his check and look good now you're back home where you're yeah. supposed to be come back yeah, I, I, I like the move a lot. He clearly is not Jordan. He clearly is not Micah. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a far drop-off, but he is an, he's a, an upgrade over Jaquan Johnson and Demar Hamlin. And the interesting thing is, in the game on Sunday when I was there, I was I was concerned. Poyer goes out, right, and they start gashing us with the run, gashing us, us with the run, like, big time. And I began to have an unsettling feeling like, uh, this isn't great to be putting this on tape. I was concerned about, at that point, Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson being on the field together. Deeply concerned as I'm just kind of sitting there and my knees bouncing, right? And just watching them rip off runs up the middle and uh, expose us. Now, on the rewatch, because the re the rewatch is always important, we pulled the Indianapolis Colts hurricane game. Again, the, they were gashing us and the Bills refused to get out of the nickel 4-2. They stayed in it the whole game. They they went big nickel the whole time, and the Green Bay Packers found success. Now, clearly, the Buffalo Bills are trying to keep Aaron Rodgers from doing Aaron Rodgers things, so I'm not sure how much we can take from that. So all that to say this, I can put my feelings about ja Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin aside. I don't think that they were necessarily the issue in that, in that situation. However, I still like the move. 
I still like bringing in Dean Marlowe for the veteran presence, for the knowledge of the system, for all that stuff. Um, real quick, uh, Chris Jenke said he just confirmed that we have our first, second, third, fourth, fifth, an extra fifth, but we don't from the Cody Ford trade, but we don't have a sixth or a seventh. Um, and then Daryl Fletcher said that, you know, all of those picks aren't making this roster anyway. Well, here's the thing. Dane Jackson is a seventh. Christian Benford is a sixth. So Isaiah Hodgins, who has been on this roster and just got plucked, was also a sixth. So Bean, Bean rolls those late, well, those dice. Hodgins wasn't like, he was only on the, on the active roster like twice. Right, but I'm just saying, but my point is that Bean rolls the dice on players late in the round and and hits hits box cards off. Well, right. and that was my point yesterday when I said we drafted Christian Benford with a fifth round pick. And then people was like, yeah, but we also drafted. There's a sixth, fifth or sixth. Six. That's what I meant. No, yesterday yeah. when, when we when we traded the six for Hines oh. and people were jumping on me. I, like I said, it wasn't for me. It, it wasn't a question about who Hines was. But I think, A, people undervalue draft picks when it comes to Brandon Bean and the Buffalo oh, yeah. Bills. And I also think, again, it's OK to ask questions <laughs> like it's OK to ask yeah. questions. But but. I'm okay with Brandon Bean having an extra fifth round pick. So technically we got six picks next year um, mm -hmm. and two being in the fifth. I think Brandon Bean does a great job. I think if I'm being honest, the round that I'm concerned with him missing on the most is the second round. Mm. You know, I, I feel like we missed on Cody Ford. Mm. Um, we don't have to go back through all of them, but I feel like our first rounders overall, I think we've we've done a pretty good job since Brandon Bean has been here. I think we can be pretty happy with our first round draft picks. I think he's found some jewels in the third. Some people might say now that um, – yesterday we made that trade moss was a miss but other than that i think for the most part those certain rounds i think the second round has been the most questionable yeah they're, they're, they're uh, yes aj epinesa right boogie basham uh cody ford got got moved james cook is number four and then uh who was number five we're missing were we missing um, the one from the first year so somebody's going to tell us who it was but yeah somebody he, <laughs> he always knows regardless to your point like of all the of all the picks if there's one that it's like what's happening here in this space it's potentially that space it doesn't mean that those like aj epinesa played a good game boogie bastion has been having a decent year cody ford we know what's going on there he's now starting for the cardinals i believe right so after getting moved um and then james cook is still a rookie and it's still really really early but um uh, oh, they didn't have a second in 2018. So, so he has drafted four second rounders, of which we've just Jim, named. He them would all. have told us. I told you. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So I've just named them all. But uh, that's a valid point. That's a really, really good point. What else from the Bean presser grabbed your attention, if anything? Um, you know the way he the way he talked about the rumors and the way he talked about um the the process in general of trades and and scouting players. I think a lot of times, you know, as fans, again, it's exciting to talk about the possibility of things. And it's exciting when your team is uh, linked with rumors of other people and all that stuff. It's great. However, I, I, I like to caution people. Normally, when you're when you're talking about the Buffalo Bills and Brandon Bean, if a move is to be made, if a player is being sought after, we really don't know about it. Mm -hmm. We really have no clue. Like, for instance, think about the Von Miller signing. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Mm -mm. nobody had a clue about von miller i remember we both were shocked i'm like what the hell is happening yeah. like von miller nobody had a clue we were talking about the possibility of what i think i, I said maybe chandler jones and you know even though he was old well, von's older technically but you know i'm looking around at the free agents for for pass rushers and i'm like well maybe yep nobody was thinking von nobody and then um 
even Stefan Diggs, it happened so quickly. But when he tweeted out, it's time for a new beginning or something like that. Even then, nobody was saying, yeah, Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills are linked uh, in trade talks with Stefan Diggs and the Vikings. Nobody thought that. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of remember who we are and who this this front office is. And, and the way he addressed it, uh, you know, I was very happy he did because he's like, look, sometimes I don't even get to talk to these guys and we're linked to it because one of our scouts reached out to see if they're available before they even waste their time doing the research. <laughs> I love that. I well, love that. It's the leverage piece, too. So and, and, Bra- and Brandon Bean said that. So you've got a scout that reaches out and says, hey, we heard that Alvin Kamara or, you know, you know, your season is going this way. Denver Broncos what is and I'm making this up what does Jerry Judy look like for you in the future you know and then obviously maybe they're wanting to trade Jerry Judy and then they use that as leverage to get a hold of the uh, another team and said hey the Buffalo Bills just called about Jerry Judy so you might want to up whatever you were thinking mm-hmm. and that team might be a team like the Jets right that don't want the Bills to get better and then it turns into that whole thing that we're talking about with OBJ we need to go get OBJ so the Chiefs don't right so we got to protect ourselves from the chiefs leveling up a little bit at wide receiver no it was a great press conference i haven't gotten to josh's today um but i did watch naheem hines and he was i was really impressed with just his uh his enthusiasm his excitement for being here um you know which obviously makes sense but also his confidence uh in his skill set in his ability to help this team he said he was said you're talking about a guy that you know is, is michael pitts isn't is no slouch right and neither is jonathan taylor so for him to basically his first thoughts of the whole entire thing was like, everywhere I look is like a playmaker. Like everybody around here is really good. Like this offense, he's like, we should never lose. I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> well, the thing, and um, I know some people look at it differently. And, and as far as his skill set, I honestly, God, I think that, um, you know, the the type of skill set he brings, if they want to really push him as a running back, as opposed to putting him in that slot or using him as a punt kick return and using him all these different ways, he, he could very he could very possibly take over the running back duties for this team because he hits the whole heart. I don't know how much anybody really watches the, the Colts. I don't watch them as much as I used to, but I, you know, I spent some time mm-hmm. living there. So I, I kind of care about the Colts a little more than I want to admit on this show. So I, I get a chance to watch them often. He, he's talented. He's, he's super talented and, and he has great vision. He has great balance. He has great mm-hmm. speed. I think great speed. He's the second fastest guy on his team now behind. I know people won't believe me, but it's true. Taiwan Jones is still the fastest player on this football team. He's not going to get handoffs, though. He's not going to get handoffs. So, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing to see um, Brandon Bean really looking to like last year. He kept saying speed, speed, speed. Yep, yep. He hasn't he hasn't gone away from that. He's adding speed. He's adding talent. He's adding guys that are good at yards after the catch. So I'm with it. Awesome. The let's uh transition begin to transition to this week's game, uh, starting with the injury report. And the injury report is out. And uh, when you can sit, <laughs> what happened? What did I know? It's just it's like it, it's long again. Like, what the oh, heck is yeah. going on? Like, you know, it, it was clean last week, and all of a sudden, it's 47 guys on the injury report again. I, I, I actually spun it positive. Uh, that there was possibility that we could lose some guys for for quite a bit of time. Obviously, you know, uh, Jordan Poyer's elbow. There's one report that came out from Ian Rappaport that was week to week. Uh, I think either Coach or Bean said day to day. Matt Milano is day to day. Both did not practice. You know, and then there's a bunch of vest rut days in there. Uh, but it, but by and large, you know, Spencer Brown is limited. Looks like he's going to be coming back. Tremaine Edmonds was limited with a heel. Which is probably just a nagging thing. Daquan Jones, veteran rest day. Taiwan Jones knee did not participate. Cam 
uh, Lewis forearm full participant. And then obviously Matt Milano Von Miller had a vet rest day, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's there's a lot of names here, but by Friday, this is going to be a third this long. Don't you think? I mean, well, the limiteds are good. Obviously, you yep. know, um, Tremaine is going to play. I know Spencer's going to play. I know Daquan's going to play. So, well, Spencer might not play because Questenberry, you know, they, they just might not play him. But, right, right. you know, I know Tremaine and Daquan are going to play. Um, Taiwan Jones, as much as I love him, he's a special teams guy. And and I'm not, as long as it's not taken away from weapons for Josh. But uh, Cam is playing. The, the issues that I'm having here is the did not practice from Matt Milano. Mm-hmm that that's you know i get it so it's a shorter list than it looks and i understand that is vet rest and limited so I, I get it but matt milano that's not a good injury to to show up and i don't know yeah. if that's just like okay he's sore so we're just gonna let him chill for the day or what but no i don't that that is one that it scares me jordan poyer i i strongly believe he's probably gonna miss this weekend um and very possibly next weekend i don't know if he's gonna miss just one or two games but i think he's gonna miss a couple of weeks here but i i don't i don't like that like at all that no because matt milano was having a he's having an all pro type season he's having an all pro type season absolutely so and i know i give tremaine love and i like i, I showered tremaine with love and i don't speak much about matt milano and it's not because i don't like matt matt is having a phenomenal year he's having one of the better linebacker seasons that as a buffalo bill in history mm-hmm. not recently like this is one of the best linebacker years in history yep. for a Buffalo Bill. So like him having an oblique injury and not practicing, that scares me. Attribute. Matt Milano, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Um Matt Milano had his hands on three footballs uh on Sunday night, could have intercepted three, came away with one. Uh in the ball I think he had two. I think that's I think the one they didn't give it to him. I didn't <laughs> see it hit the ground, man. And I watched the film I was upset just because the he's got two interceptions on the season. I was upset just because they were not giving us good replays in the stadium. Like no, they weren't. It's Sunday night football. They had cameras stacked on top of cameras on the sidelines, and you can't give us anything but the behind the shot where the ball's blocked by his yeah. foot. Really? Yeah, that- I, I really thought he caught that one, man. Honest to God. Yeah, so that's that's my soapbox for the moment. But uh, but literally, he's had his hands on about he could have nine interceptions right now. He's just playing phenomenal, and he's around the ball. He's he's reading and reacting amazingly. But yes, to your point, the question is, where are the Jets? Right. So, and we'll get to that in a second. More importantly than that, speaking of the injury report, Tre'Davious White is no longer on the injury report, and all expectations are that he's going to play. For me, I, I I'm elated, and it's 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 a. I'm elated, and at the same time, I'm uh, vexed because I, I remember. So one, of, I remember having Greg Thompson on my show in the off season when Trey's contract was looming, and having conversations with him and how important he was to this defense. And and the comment that Greg made was that Trey was going to get all the Pagula bucks, like he's going to get the contract that everybody wants him to get. The Bills are going to keep him, yada yada yada, and how important he was, all that stuff. And then like he gets injured. And outside of one game last year, you know, the Bills did a good job of, of of hiding players in that defensive backfield. So far this season, and now you can you can say that no, they just drafted two really great players in Kair Elam and in Christian Benford. Or is it a situation? It's just I'm I'm going down a road I don't want to go because it's like, you know, I want to see Tredavious White retire a Buffalo Bill. Right. But at the, so I'm excited to have him back. But I have this little bird in the side of my ear just telling me as these contracts get bigger, as these players keep coming in, as we have more guys to sign, is this, uh, anyways, it's just food for enough, food for a show in the offseason, something to think about. 
I think they limit him in this game. So I think that he gets reps, but I think they have him on a pitch count. Um, the Bills are known for basically sprinkling guys in. It's never a, all right, you're full go. Go take 100% of the snaps. Let's go. Let's get it. So not to mention yeah, that. I hope I hope they don't play him. I hope he don't see the field. For this week again? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, they probably will. I think you're right. I think they'll want to kind of get him in there and just to get him in a couple plays. And But to be honest with you, I, I don't want to play him. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to play him at all. Like, you know, we have turf too. We don't have natural grass. I don't want him coming back. It's a little different. I think it's a little bit better because they have that, the rubber uh, matter in there and it helps guys with, I don't, but I don't want him in New Jersey on that turf. I don't, I don't want the injury is different out there. Go look at the New York giants uh, injuries over the last several seasons and look at how many were ACL injuries. And it's just, it's just not fun in that stadium. Yeah. I don't want him there. So, but at the same time, I agree with you. I, you know, I miss Trey. I miss his energy. His energy's infect, affect, you know, it's like he, he's infectious. Everything he does, it just excites the team. It excites the crowd. Yep. He even makes the referees laugh. Yep. So bring him back. I love him. But I just, man, this week is one of those weeks that I'm just like, man, I don't want him to see the field. At I think, all. I think he's got to play to get his win for the Vikings game, because if he's going to play and he's going to get a full load in the Vikings game, I think he's got to get a decent share to get his wind in his lungs. Like there's just, there's, it's a different speed. It's just a different, right? I mean, training camp is not preseason. Preseason is not the regular season. Like it's, he, and, and practice is not a game. Like I think he's got to get out there and cut and turn and make sure that he's got it in his head. So when he's lining up against two in two weeks, Justin Jefferson, I hope not. Again, think- he's not, he's not a hundred percent. Even if, even if he is not on an injury report, he, he suffered an ACL tear one year ago, and then you're going to bring him back. And one of his first assignments is going to be against a top four receiver in the NFL. Hell no. Uh, that's why we drafted, you know, that's why we drafted the, the phenomenal rookie that we did. That's yeah. why we have, you know, and hopefully Jordan Poyer is healthy at that point. So our safeties can help. And that's why you bring back. a. Di- no, I, I do not want Trey to overextend himself and do too much too early and try to get. No, like that's not. I want him for the playoffs. Like I get it. We want to have the, the phenomenal season where we go 16 and one. You know, yeah, we want to talk all the crap in the world. Every fan base. That's cool. But I tell you what, if we if we take one more L, I'm not going it's not the end of the world for me during the season. But if we take that L in the playoffs, I'm going I'm going to be really bitter and I don't think anybody is ready for the code of conduct or hump day hotline or the chop up or anything if the Buffalo Bills lose a game before the Super Bowl. I could even take a loss and it's going to hurt. I could take a loss in the Super Bowl. Well, we got to get there. And if we lose in the playoffs and if Trey is not right, yo, I'm going to tell you y'all do not what, I'm, I'm t- just unsubscribe from my show because you're not going to want to hear it. You're not going to want to hear it if we lose in the playoffs and don't make it to the Super Bowl. So it'll be the IMAC rant times 10 probably? No, it the IMAC rant, I, I was nice with that. I was nice with that. <laughs> you heard me rant before about some things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, this, and the IMAC one ain't touching it. The it, IMAC one ain't touching it. It's awesome just to know that he's coming back. Right. So he has been missed. Um, his, like you said, his personality on the field has been missed. He, he brings things to the field that no other player does. And it's just, uh, he's such an integral piece of not only that team, but you know, this community and it's just going to be awesome to have him back for sure. So yeah, in, yeah. Gerald Fletcher says, keep him in bubble wrap. Absolutely. So let's look forward to the jets. And this goes back to what you said earlier at the top of the show, 
Um, and it reminded me of the time, I believe it was a hump day hotline and we were having a conversation. It was either the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 when we were, I think it was the beginning of 2021 when we were still having conversations that went on this show. What did the bills have to do to beat X team? And somebody jumped and I don't remember who it was and literally scolded me and said, when are we going to start asking what the other team has to do to beat the bills? And it was literally a mental switch. It was like, oh, that's right. We're the good team. So that's the question that I'm kind of posing about the Jets. Like, what is their path to victory? We know that defensive line is good. We know Quinn Williams is having an incredible season. We also know that Zach Wilson is not ready for primetime. We also know that Brees Hall is done for the season. So Michael Carter's the guy that's back there. We know that their weapons from an offensive standpoint isn't great. We know that Sauce Gardner is playing like a free, like everything that he was advertised to be, Sauce Gardner right now is. Path to victory for the Jets. Um, I don't see one. I don't either, but I was hoping for more for, from us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you. Path to victory for the Jets. Um, they got to play keep away, right? So they're going to, everybody, everybody's going to try to play keep away. They're going to try to keep the ball out of the bill's hands because mm-hmm. as much as the, as much as the Packers were trying to play keep away, the Bills still put 21 on them pretty easy. Like in the first half, they're like, Oh, there's 21 points. And now the, the Packers are thinking, we just got to make sure they don't put 50 on us. And that's why they started running the ball in the third quarter as much as they did, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and then the thing is, and I, I get it, uh, fans were upset because we allowed them to run. And no, the team doesn't like say, okay, we're going to give up 150 yards on the ground. But at the same time, they're not going to get beat over the top. So the Bills have made up their mind, okay, we're up. Josh threw a couple interceptions. You know what? Let's just go ahead and let this thing. We're, we're just going to stop them from scoring. Let them run the ball. We'll stop them running the ball. It, and so it, even then, I think if the Buffalo Bills this past Sunday wanted to shut down that team like completely, we absolutely have the team to do it. We've seen it all year. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is the best thing that the Packers got. And we shut him down. And so that, that it is what it is. Now you fast forward to this weekend. Zach Wilson is no Aaron Rodgers. So mm-hmm. even if Jordan Poyer doesn't play, I'm not worried about Zach Williams eating this alive in the passing game. Am I worried about James Robinson as a running back? I think he's talented. It's oh, a very that's good that's move. Yeah, it was a very good move for them. It was a very good trade. When Hall goes down, that is absolutely the move you make if you still feel like you can win some games. Am I scared of the Jets? No. I think no. their record is better than they are. You know, they won some games that you didn't expect them to win for whatever reasoning. I don't I don't see it being an issue. I don't think that they're second in the AFC East. I still think the Patriots are better than them, which we saw this past week because they beat them. I still think, you know, I, 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 actually, I think Miami's the second best team in the AFC East. So yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm trying to block this spot, but I think somebody's already hit them. Yep, so I can't. No, I think 100. I think you're right. Um, and I forgot about Robinson coming over coming over to the, to, the, to them, and not that I was worried about that, but I completely forgot about that that move that they made. You know, one of the comments. So Quinn Williams is the concern, right? But we've already handled you know Aaron Donald in this season. Not that they're the same player, but they pre- present similar issues. And then Chris Jenke in the comments is like, you know, the, the way the Jets can win is by making it an ugly football game. And what's amazing to me about that is the Bills just played an ugly football t- football team or an ugly football game and still won by, right? They won by yeah. double digits. Yeah. They didn't beat the spread, but they still won by double digits. And that's with, they they didn't play well in that second half for a number of reasons. The question is going to be, can a, an opponent like the Jets put a, an entire four quarters together to make the Bills do that i just don't know because there's a moment we've seen it a couple times this year and we've seen it a lot in the last several years but specifically this year where josh allen just decides 
and flicks the switch and takes over. That's it. We're done with this. I'm going to take over. He did it in the Ravens game, right? Mm -hmm. At the end. Like there's just times when he's like, that's it. We're done playing around. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be Josh Allen and I'm going to run the ball here, run the ball there, throw it over your head, like and do the things I got to do to take over. I just, I don't see a path to victory to, for the Jets. Clearly it's an interdivisional game. Any given Sunday, the bills, as much as, you know, people think it's a trap game. I don't see that either. The Jets have a decent, they've got a winning record. They're right there. So, you know, the bills don't want to give that up. I don't think they're looking forward to the Vikings, but yeah, I, right. So, well, uh, hi, mom. First, um, my, but I, hi, mom. the way I see it, though, man. Um, it, it, okay, let's talk about Josh Allen for a second. You were just talking about how he takes over games, and but let's let's take it a step back from that. When you look at when you look at Josh Allen, mm -hmm. and he he says, "Wait, I played bad," or when he when something happens and he's not happy with his performance, typically the next game that we see him. He comes out to say, all right, this is who the hell I am. That's right. I just don't think the Jets want that. Um, they don't want to be the guys to be up next after Josh Allen throws two interceptions in one half. But unfortunately, they are. And it just I just think we're going to come out and see Josh Allen be a dude that if you got him on your fantasy team, you're getting a W this weekend. That's me. I have him on one of my big, fantasy teams. Big dubs. <laughs> big dubs. Big dubs. <laughs> Dub club, as Joe Marino likes to say. I I agree with you. I uh, it, it it's going to be. I think Josh Allen continues his pace, and that and we can transition straight into just having a conversation about uh this week and game predictions and stat lines and all that stuff. And this is where we love to have those of you that are in the comments section right now, which there's a bunch of you. Throw in what you think your uh, stat line for Josh Allen is going to be this weekend, as well as your score prediction. Um, the Bills come in. I believe they're already 12 and a half point favorites. Is that right? Has the line moved or is it still 12 and a half? It, it, I believe last I looked, it was 12 and a half, but I can look right now while we're, while yeah. we're talking. Take, take a quick look, which is absolutely insane. It's surreal. Borderline wildest dreams land. Like how good this football team is. And everybody knows it. Peter Schrager at the beginning of the season. And 12 and a half and then again today calling this team a freight train calling josh allen a freight tra freight train nobody wants to play them um as much as teams are going to try to step up and give the buffalo bills their their best game that they can possibly give it's just not enough um i said that the only team that can beat the buffalo bills i said it two weeks ago is the buffalo bills and we see that we've seen that this year the times when the bills haven't played well it's because they're doing it to themselves it's not because any team has figured something out found something out or found a hitch in the giddy up and forced it on the, on this bills football team, whether offensively or defensively, it's generally the bills making Josh Allen trying to dirt a ball gets intercepted. I couldn't believe that. It's like, that's a mistake, but it's, it is what it is. And for him to your point, I played, or I have a crappy feeling about the way that I played. Uh Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, like you remember he played against Miami. I think it was last season when I think we won the game, damn near whitewashing. Like we damn near, I think it was almost, they didn't score at all maybe, or if they did, it was like three points or seven points. And he was sitting on a sideline. Like he was pissed off mm -hmm. because he didn't play the best game, but we blew him out. Right. That's, that's our quarterback, man. Like we won the game by double digits and now he's sitting there and the first presser, he's talking about how he didn't play well and how he was disappointed in himself. The Jets don't want to be that team, man. And, and I love Sauce. I think Josh spoke highly about Sauce today. Unfortunately, he's about to cover the best receiver in the league, and the best mm -hmm. quarterback is going to be throwing it to him. And that's just not the game 
that you want to be playing or, or is not the game that you want to be prepping for when you play in New York City because those th those papers are going to be brutal come Monday morning. I'm going to start throwing up uh, just some uh, stat lines and predictions. Why don't you uh, jump into yours real quick? Uh, I think I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover the spread very very easily. I, I'm going to give the Buffalo Bills, uh, let's say, 38 to 10. Oh, nice. That's a that's a blowout and a half. Hang on on your uh, let me catch up. Hang on on your Josh on uh, stat line. Uh, Bill W says twenty seven to thirty five. So I'm guessing the Bills thirty five twenty seven. Right. Uh, Josh on three ninety five three touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Daryl Fletcher, our guy, says Josh three hundred twenty passing two touchdowns. Uh, he actually has three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing, 38-13 Bills. I like, I like that, that score, I like that score. <laughs> I like that score. Chris Jenke, 24-13 Bills. Chris uh, has a little bit of a maybe closer game, a little bit more nervous. So uh, two-possession game still. Jets are good defense, but the Bills are just as good on D. Jets score a garbage TD late. Oh, I guess it won't be necessarily a, a nail-biter. Uh, John DeFazio says – I think they're – I'm sorry. I think their defense is good. I just don't think it's as good as – I don't think it's as good as what we're giving them credit to be. And not just us as Bills fans. I'm saying in general, yeah. around, around the league, again, their record looks like they're a decent team. And their defense is, I think, is solid. They have a good defensive line. Sauce Garner, I just, I just said it, he's, a, he's an amazing cornerback. Mm -hmm. But go and look at the guys they faced, man. Like they, they, Even though Aaron Rodgers was one of those guys, who was Aaron throwing to that game? Nobody. You know. So uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying you have to add context and I get to watch all the Jets games. Now uh, I do a show called the chop up with Antoine Staley, who's the beat reporter for the New York Jets. And because of that, I got to be prepared when I'm talking crap to him. So I watch all the Jets games and I'm going to tell you, it is one of those years for the Jets where it just seems like balls are bouncing their way. Right. Like right. literally every game, there's something that happens and it's just like, Oh, same thing with the giants. Like when you watch the giants game, mm -hmm. nobody thinks the giants are like dominating team. Nobody mm -hmm. like when you look at power rankings, it's clear that yeah, they're six and two, but they're not like a threat to win the Super Bowl. That's how the jets are. So I, I get being nice and saying that the defense is good. I'm going to say the defense is okay. I don't yeah. think that they're great. I think that they're playing teams and balls are bouncing their way. My bad. Shout out to John. Uh, he said, Josh is going to have three TDs. We're going to win uh, well, three TDs passing, one rushing TD, and zero interceptions. I'm with you. Shout out to my man, Buffalo Freddy, with the best barbecue in Western New York. If you need a party, a bounce house, anything, holla at my man, Buffalo Freddy. Barbecue Freddy, if you go to any Bills games, I don't know if he's doing any more tailgates this year, but if you haven't, you absolutely missed the, the Sunday night football game. You missed the season or the home opener against the Tennessee Titans. You missed the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has been showing us all how to tailgate, and he's been doing a damn thing. He say 24-17 Bills, Josh, 265 passing, 40 rushing, two touchdowns, and two turnovers. You know what? I'm about to block you. <laughs> <laughs> All that good stuff finishes with. I'm about to block that stuff. You. Are you talking that stuff about Josh? Get out of here, Buffalo Freddy. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah, the co-host to Three Man Rush. She says 379 passing for Josh. Four total touchdowns. Score 44 to 17. That's what I'm talking about. L. Ed, my man Ed. Uh Bills 38-14. I like that score. I like that score. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, David Reed, sorry, 34 to 13, Buffalo Bills. Well, we got Ed uh, Albrigo says Josh 350 passing for passing touchdowns, motor for a rushing touchdown. Well, that's 35 points right there. Uh, who else we got up in here? So you guys are you guys are bringing it today. So John DeFazio with the Super Chat actually corrects what he said. He said meant 26 for 33, 355 yards, four touchdowns, Bills 34 to 10. Sarah Larson with another one in there. Did she change that? 
I don't think she changed it. I don't know, but I, I'm still I'm shocked that she changed it to 41 to 13. But oh, I'm yeah. really shocked at my man Dan. Like, what is going? What Dan? What is happening, dude? He <laughs> says he he likes to keep expectations low and then be pleasantly surprised on game day. That's fine, but don't put that negativity on this. What are you doing? <laughs> Shout out to Buffalo Freddy. That's my man. The real Chris Janky says 75 to three. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Daniel Gowrie's 34 to nine, uh, which is awesome. And then we got one more, uh, which is uh, Andrew Solomon, and there'll be a couple more. So what do you got for a stat line? 38-6, Andrew says, by the way. What do you got for a stat line for uh, Josh for this weekend? I'm going to go Josh Allen's going to have uh, 300, about 320 yards passing. He's going to have three touchdowns uh, through the air, one on the ground. Uh, I think he's a little disappointed that he didn't get in on that that 13 yard scramble, or I think it was like a 15 yard scramble on that third and 12 or whatever. So I think he's gonna um, I think he's gonna try to get into the end zone this week. But I think we're also gonna I don't want to say force feed, but I think we're gonna really try to get our new running back a touchdown. Yeah. So I you know I, I think we're gonna see him uh, get involved in the offense a little bit more than we expect, even though he isn't fully up to speed with it. Yeah. That that 13 yard run just to give you just something to laugh about before we get back into the the predictions and I give you mine. Uh, it was coming towards me, so it happened right below me. And he 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 bounces outside the pocket, breaks the pocket, and like gives that look like he's about to run. And I look down and I see where the Packers defensive players are, and I start yelling, "Don't run! Don't run!" <laughs> he takes off, jukes that guy, like breaks that dude's ankles, and ends up down at the one or two yard line or wherever he was. And like the dude sitting next to me is like, "Don't run, huh?" <laughs> I was like, I just was afraid that it wasn't. Oh, forget it, dude. I'll, there was I'll, a dude I'll, sitting I'll, behind me that he he was awful, man. And I love Bills fans, but this guy was awful. He was yeah. like, he was like, "Oh my god!" Now this is at the point in the first half where the Bills were up fourteen mm nothing, -hmm. and Josh just threw a touchdown to Stephon yep. Diggs, and he's like, "It's still one of his worst days ever." He's only throwing for like fifty yard completion, and that's after we have four drops at that point. Right. And I'm just like, are you? I literally turn around. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? He threw a touchdown to Diggs. And I'm like, are you still upset? And he's like, well, no, I mean, we're winning, but we got, I'm like, dude, relax, man. Yeah. It's every game should be a hundred to nothing. The other team we're should so never spoiled. get, never gain a yard. We should never have an incompletion. Yeah, exactly. Brian Bowers, our guy, Brian double B says uh 40 to Buddy six B. bills. Uh, Carl Tommen, I'm thinking is how that's pronounced bills with three interceptions. And Josh wears a baseball cap for the entire fourth quarter. And the bills roll 41 to 12. This can't be right. 199 to nothing. John Herring. I'm with you, John. You guys, man. I'm love. I'm loving the energy. Uh, Break the scoreboard. Maston Park says 31-13. Bills. Josh 23-33. That's the second time we've seen that, right? 33 attempts at least. Uh, mm -hmm. 325, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Chris Jenke says I predict at least two interceptions by the defense. Zach Wilson will be under constant pressure, and he doesn't handle it well this season. So for me, uh, you know, oh, just got a super chat. And then, we'll, and then I'll do mine and we'll get out of here. John DeFazio, everyone needs to give these two guys love. You both got so many through COVID, and I have been your fan ever since. Oh, he's talking about us. You and I have gotten so many people through COVID, and you've been our fan ever since. Uh, we will connect at home again. Yes, let's make Absolutely. that freaking happen. Yes, we love all of you guys. We love the interaction. We love the Bills fans. You guys are the reason that we do this, uh, and that's legit the reason. And those of you that have well, met us, I think, would probably well, I do it for a check, but at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm with you, Joe. Uh, thank you, John, and everybody who who listens every single week that tunes in and um, 
literally everybody just just shout out to because it, it pretty much for the most part man the crew that's in here with us is the same crew and they and they're very supportive they come out to the hump day live events that we have they come out to the the megapod events when we drop in the beer shout out to, to the buffalo rumblers beer if you haven't got it i think there's a, a a new stock out i think some people can go and get some if you want in buffalo so shout out to the buffalo Rumblers. but no shout out to everybody man i really i love y'all y'all, y'all family yeah, so my my prediction score prediction for the Buffalo Bills this weekend, I'm going to go 38. So five touchdowns and a field goal. I'm going to go 38, probably like 15, 38, 16, something kind of weird and just kind of strange because I don't think they're going to have much success. Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen has himself a day. I think Josh, the weather's going to be warm in New York this weekend. It's going to be warm here in Buffalo, 72 degrees this weekend. Uh, I think Josh Allen's probably going to throw for probably upwards of 380, uh, to, to your point, making up for last week. I think he throws three touchdowns, maybe adds one, one on the ground. I like your Naheem Hines touchdown call. I like that a lot. So, and he might, he might have a pick. Josh is just, that's, it happens. It's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, if we're going to throw the ball that much, it might happen. So, we'll see. I'm going to tell you, though, I'm really hoping that weather holds up because right now it's saying that it's supposed to be 74 degrees Sunday. I'm going to just, man, I'm going to just tell you, I hope that holds up yeah. Yeah, for nobody else for me. Like, I need that weather to you're hold going, up. I didn't know you were going to the game. Absolutely. Boys is credentialed these days, Joe. Nice. I didn't realize you were going to the game. That's freaking awesome. We out here. We credentialed. We're going to be in the press box. How about that? This weekend? Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody asked me this past weekend uh at the tailgate two people two different people two different times they were not together asked me both of them said are you going are you gonna be in the press co- press box for this game i'm like i don't think they take too kindly to people cheering in the press box <laughs> yeah you cannot cheer in the press box so um that's that's not a good look but yeah i, I don't well i might not be in the press box i might i might sit in the stands for it for that reason but um afterwards i'll be um you know with the with the media asking questions and hopefully i can get a couple in for buffalo Rumblers. That's awesome. Amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Humpty Hotline uh, on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. So good to have every single one of you. It's hump day or it was hump day. day. Hump, hump, hump. Hump that like. So do us a favor. Jump on that like button. Subscribe. All that good stuff. We appreciate every single one of you. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter. Joe Miller Wired. That is Jay Spence, the king. Jay, any final comments? No. Go Bills. Go Bills. Uh, We'll talk to all of you guys later. Yeah, what he said. Go Bills.